Chris Lawler is a seasoned stylist of over a decade and Washington, D.C. area salon owner with an incredible journey to share. Going from rising stylist to senior stylist, commissioned salon manager to suite owner, then to opening her own salon and a former educator at the Salon Professional Academy in D.C. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and I'm here with Carissa Lawler, and we're going to hear her incredible story. Hello, Carissa. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm very excited to hear this story and this journey. This is your journey is like something that I imagine when I go to schools to talk to the uh, rising stylist in the DMV area and uh, even beyond when I talk to them on the show or provide any like any coaching services, they all want to know about this, all the different ways that they can be part of the industry. And, and they don't like the idea of being stuck in one place. And even if that's what they're, what is in store for them, they want to know, you know, what it's all about. So I'm very excited to hear your story. Um, so why don't we start with, uh, how did you kind of get started in the industry and, um, and like your, your journey from like rising stylist, senior stylist to salon manager, like that sounds like, uh, it sounded like a natural progression. Um, and yeah, let us know what's up. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, well, I, my hair journey started in high school. Uh, I really loved, uh, updos is really where where I started so really just creating different shapes um, on myself on my friends started uh cutting basic haircuts and doing color like in the bathroom you know so I was doing that for a really long time um I probably about 10 years of just having fun and then about 13 years ago I decided to go to cosmetology school um a friend looked at me one day and said why are you not doing this for work? And <laughs> that's just like when the light bulb went off that I really loved uh, doing hair. And I thought it would be a career that I could really enjoy and be successful in. And so ultimately that's why I decided to pursue. Nice, awesome. <laughs> and uh, so you go to school and, um, and something that I uh, should probably mention, uh, what is the name of your salon right now? So I'm the owner of Home Salon in Arlington, Virginia. Awesome, Home Salon. And uh, we'll hear a little bit more about that and later, but I just wanted the audience uh, just to kind of have that in the back of their mind. Okay, so you go from rising stylist, uh, you go to school and um, tell us about like you, you know, how did you find your salon, the salon that you ended up doing hair at? Um, and, you know, did you jump around to multiple salons uh, before you landed it, landed there? Yeah. So uh, I went to a salon in DC and worked there for about seven years. Um, I did a lot of research and I knew I wanted to work in Washington, DC. And I did a lot of research before I chose the salon, um, researching their education program, uh, researching um, the reviews of the company from the stylist reviews to client reviews and, you know, really decided on a company that was well established in the Washington DC area. Um, and I was there for, that's where I started my career. And like I said, I was there for seven years and a year after I started there, I actually became the salon manager. Um, I really just felt, um, 
empowered to lead and also to create a space for the stylist that felt supportive and positive. And I had a really good relationship with the owner of the salon and we worked really well together. And so that's how I started the, the management um, career path at that salon. Awesome. So, so a year after getting working at a salon, you became the manager and um, were you, and you were doing, you were doing hair also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Styling and also uh, managing along with the owner. Okay. And, and uh, just um, make sure I get in the story straight. This is the first salon that you went, were in, out of hair school that you ended yeah. up being there for seven years, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. See, that's uh, that's a little <laughs> thing to all you rising stylists out there. Like, I, I hope that you heard that. Uh, okay. So I imagine, are you like taking classes to do hair as well as kind of like doing ma managing as well? Like, I imagine there was like some a learning curve there a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, these, I was very lucky that the company that I was working for had a really great education program. Uh, so I was, I was constantly taking advanced uh, color classes, cutting classes. I um, went to New York and took a lot of classes at like uh, Tony and Guy, Bumble and Bumble, and really just taking my own initiative to really grow my craft and to master my techniques. And I took advantage of every single class that I could that was offered. So um, including, you know, management and leadership courses um, with some other companies, I was, I was doing that on my own too. Nice. Yeah. I love this. So <laughs> education, training, uh, internal and external. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so you do that for seven years and tell us about this transition that occurred uh, at the end of this seven year period. Yeah, so um, after about seven years, I just found myself in a new space in life, and I really wanted to um, develop a new space where um, collaboration was really at the forefront of the culture. So um, where I was collaborating fully with other stylists and also collaborating with clients, um, not only with their hair journey, but also just in life in general. And you know, really encouraging um, personal development and um, career development, and so that's why I ultimately decided to move forward and um, open a salon suite was to just start creating um, this different space. Okay, cool. So uh, when you were in the salon suite, was it a salon suite, right? You said. Uh, how long were you there for? So I was there for about a year and a half. And I worked there with um, partially alone. And then I did get an assistant as well a little bit later. And then about a year and a half after I opened, I ended up opening the full scale salon that we're in now, which is home salon. Okay. Wow. So, so you, you, you got, you got an education uh, in hair, you got experience and seeked out your own education management. You built a clientele. And then uh, when you were ready to, when you were ready to grow in a different direction, uh, you decided to go to a suite mm -hmm. and uh, you spent about a year and a half there. And, uh, and so like, what was it about opening up the salon is, I mean, you did say that you wanted to create a space that was more collaborative. So, so was this kind of like, just, just part of that process from going from to a suite to a salon so you have more space and, 
you know, did you ever imagine you would end up owning a salon when you wanted to create this collaborative space? Um, that wasn't the, that wasn't so clear in my mind at that moment. Um, when I opened the salon suite, that, that to me just felt like the next step in my journey of, of creating a space for my clients and I to connect in a different way. And then once we started doing that, I realized that, and then also once I took on an assistant, I realized that what we were creating was just expanding so much that we couldn't contain it in such a small space. Um, I really felt the desire to help my assistant like grow on her journey. And um, I think through that, I, that's why I decided to open a salon was to really have a bigger space where the community could grow um, and also like new, new talent could, could grow as well. So it's just like one thing led to another. Um, and once it was in front of me, that was all that could exist. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's such a natural, it was such a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love that. Uh, all right. So you have, you have the, uh, you have your salon and uh, tell us a little bit about when did you uh, get into education at um, the Salon Professional Academy? Yeah, so I, let's see, I started at the salon space in October of 2018. And um, I, I started at the Salon Professional Academy uh, maybe about 10 months later in 2019. And the reason I decided to, to work there as an educator was because I really love giving back to the industry and my passion really lies in helping new stylists grow and find their, their journey and help support and encourage them on that journey. And being in the salon suite, I just didn't really have as much of the opportunity to do that on a daily basis. And so I, I, worked at the Salon Professional Academy as an educator, um, just part-time, um, just to be able to, to give back. And I did that um, pretty much up until the in March of 2020. Okay, all right. Um, and so, so your salon, you've had the salon now, what, six years? Does that sound right, about right, the uh, math? Um, so the home salon? Oh, um, no, <laughs> sorry, my math was wrong. How long have you had the salon for? The home salon. Um, yeah, so yeah, the home salon. Even we'll be a, open a year this coming May. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, my math was way off. All <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we opened in May of twenty one. Okay, cool. And uh, so, did you um uh, did well? This is kind of getting a little off subject, but I'm just curious. Uh, did you like maintain a relationship with the school and have you had like uh, students from that school come to your salon um, or, you know, as like a, as like um, a way for to get access to like the rising, rising talent? Yeah. Um, so the assistant that I was, that I am, that is now a stylist with me. She actually is a student um, from that school. Um, and I have had other students from the school um, work with us. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, there's definitely an open relationship. And, you know, it's always good to, to keep open relationships with, with everyone um, in the industry and, you know, to encourage and support each other. 
Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So, uh, so what, so you have your salon, so you go from rising stylist, you get a job at a salon, you're training to be a hairdresser, or uh, were you on the floor when you became a manager? Yes, I was on the floor um, for about a year. Okay, so so you get a job, you're you're training, and you 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 get on, you're on the floor, you become manager, you you decide it's time to move on, you get you get a uh, suite, you 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 open up your suite, and then at uh, some point during that time, you get you start teaching at a school at the school, yeah. yeah. And then you open up your salon and your focus is on, on your salon now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, I think, um, I think that I just love this whole journey because this, it sounds so natural, uh, especially the way you explain it. Like I can, I can imagine it, but the way you explain it, it just sounds supernatural. So what do you, do you have any advice for anybody that uh, any, any rising stylist or stylist that's a, in a position where they just feel like uh, they want, there's something that they don't, they don't, they want to have, or they're feeling like they can't grow anymore, or they're mm -hmm. thinking about making a big change. And, uh, you know, hearing your story, you've been through like basically all of these motions. Um, do you have mm -hmm. any advice to share? Sure. Um, I think one of yeah, a few things, I guess. Uh, one of the biggest things is surround yourself with people who are doing big things. So if, if you want to do something big, then surrounding yourself with others who are doing big things is really important. Um, finding a mentor that can help support your growth, um, who can help guide you, maybe mentor you. If you want to open a salon, maybe find a salon owner that's willing to take you on as a mentor. Um, you know, talk to other people in the industry. If you want to work in the fashion world, like getting a mentor that's in the fashion world. So, you know, really seeking out others who are doing the thing that you want to do and um, is really important. Um, and, you know, doing a lot of research and doing a lot of homework on what it's going to take to get to the, get through those steps uh, and just really setting yourself up for success. Uh, one of the biggest things I think throughout the whole journey for me was um, just to really follow like how you feel and what I learned was if, if it's not like wholeheartedly a yes, then it might be a no. And just really listening to that and, you know, listening to yourself and what, you know, what your gut is telling you, I think is a, a really huge thing. So uh, I started the process of opening a salon uh, in May of 2020. We still were shut down uh, here in DC. And a lot of people thought that I was, crazy to be starting the process of opening a salon when we weren't even allowed to take clients. And um, because I had learned that lesson of really just following what I knew, uh, what, you know, myself was like, my gut was saying, um, I knew that this was the only path forward and uh, there's no one else that could tell me otherwise. So really just listening to yourself too. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Like uh, just helping out with like confidence and, um, and guidance. So something that comes up uh, a lot when we're having conversations like this, um, and I feel like uh, this might be a topic for maybe the next time we talk, but I just would like to touch on a little bit is, you know, 
make it let's just say like you got the confidence uh you're ready to make it but you're you're worried about the money situation uh or the logistics situation uh do you have any would you like kind of speak on uh, making a move from like you going from a commission salon where you you know you didn't really have to worry you could show up i mean i know you were a manager but like a commission stylist can show up five minutes before their their client and leave five minutes after most places uh, but then you're going into becoming a studio owner. Um, you know, as can you speak on like some on maybe some of those particular points about um, concern about, say, money or security? Yeah, sure. So whether you're going from a commission salon or rent, um, yeah, commission salon into a suite or a, from a suite to owning a salon, uh, I think, you know, the first thing to really look into is like how is it going to work financially so you know coming up with your best estimates um creating a cash flow plan is really uh and we can dive deeper into that but it's really important so really just estimating you know how much your expenses are going to be and how much income you would need to take in to not only cover your expenses but to make what it is that you want to make so that's definitely step one is is really you know planning it out and, and looking at the um, looking at the finances and the information, but it definitely takes a lot of um, dedication and time uh, to to building your your culture, whether it's just you by yourself, um, but building the culture for your space and your team or you and your clients and really. Um, being confident about what that looks like. Nice. That's awesome. So uh, everybody, uh, if you're, if you're listening or watching you, you, uh, and you're in that position. So first and foremost, look for a mentor and uh, really kind of like focus on, uh, you know, knowledge, information, research, and confidence. And then, um, and then as far as the finances go, you know, definitely have a plan map that out, reach out to a mentor. Um, if somebody was interested in, um, you know, reaching out to you, would you be open to, uh, you know, someone saying, like sending you a message? Oh, absolutely. I am, I'm thrilled to help anyone grow in this industry. And uh, absolutely, I, I would absolutely share anything I could. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we'll make sure to leave the information below. And uh, we're going to next time we're going to we talk, we're going to dive deeper into what it does, what does it really what does it take to open up a salon? And what it what they like, really dive into and get a little more granular with this with the information. Uh, but this is like, I think this is such a great conversation, because you just basically gave people permission to one, like one of the things you said that I don't I want to kind of put some emphasis on is uh, you said you just knew that it was the next step in your journey and you didn't necessarily have the whole thing mapped out. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's super powerful to a lot of, you know, rising stylists. They, they're all trying to map the, everything out and know exactly everything. I actually had a conversation with somebody uh, last week about it saying, well, you got to know what, you, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and where it's going to go. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like I just like doing this because it creates value and it makes me happy. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it, but you know, I, this is where I'm at right now. And um, I feel like you just totally empowered and gave people permission. Um, so I love that. Yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah.
Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, I like to end my conversations with a laugh and ask you if you have like a uh, embarrassing moment or a moment where, you know, you looking back on it, you realize like that was so funny and you want to share it with share it with the audience. Um, sure. Yeah. I, there's yeah, sure. I have a funny hair story for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a longtime client in my chair and we were, we did some balayage for her and she was getting married, uh, the very next week. And so this was her like wedding hair, uh, appointment. And, um, what I happened to grab the wrong color for her toner and my assistant put the color on for me. I mixed it all up and gave it to my assistant and she put it on and, you know, she let it process for about 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, I was over here working with another client and she, my assistant came over and she said, um, so her hair is blue. And I like, oh, no. what? <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, I, we, we got it out. It was totally fine. I was like, okay, well, this is a good learning moment on like how to um, erase this and you know, <laughs> <laughs> the integrity of the hair. So I just did a really quick wash. It came right out. And, um, you know, I'm just making the client feel like it's all fine. We're doing great. We're just going <laughs> to And then later come to find out my assistant, um, when she was blowing my client out, she was like, oh my God, you know, Carissa turned your hair blue and you didn't even know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to like wrap me out. <laughs> so, you know, accidents happen, but, um, you know, we got through it and, uh, but that definitely could have been a quite the experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, okay. I love that one. Yeah. And this is why you don't have mirrors above the shampoo bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, I look forward you. to diving deeper into uh, what it takes to open a salon and uh, kind of go out on your own. And um, so until then, I'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And if you're listening on podcast, please uh, follow us and give us five stars. And if you're watching on uh, on YouTube or Instagram, please follow subscribe It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. And until next time. Bye bye. <laughs>